Hello and welcome to the first episode of the Girlies Podcast, a show created by myself and Brad to talk about everything and anything. In this, our debut, we'll be talking about finding love in a pandemic. A small disclaimer before we begin. This episode was recorded in a voice note format, something we expect to change for the next episode. Hi, I'm Bradley. Nice to meet everyone. Um, so, for our first, first episode of this podcast, I think we should talk about a very pressing topic, which I know that a lot of people are dealing with, and that is finding love in lockdown. I mean, where do we even begin to talk about love in lockdown? I mean, first we need to consider all of the forms that love can take in lockdown. Uh, obviously, after the whole pandemic, pandemonium, panoshakala that has been 2020 and 2021 so far. Um, it's a touchy subject for some, it's difficult. Um, it's hard to really know where to, to start, to continue. Um, I think the main issue for everyone right now who's not already in a relationship, um, it's going to be, honestly either maintaining a talking stage, starting a talking stage, making it through a talking stage is going to be incredibly difficult. Um, I mean, speaking from experience, I know that I've had a few talking stages in this lockdown and they have been particularly um, frustrating, I would say is probably the better word to use. Um, it's been nice uh, in like to have people to talk to, um, and, and to build that connection, even briefly. But also, it's at the same time, it's it's been very frustrating. Um, having those talking stages failed and having that connection cut off um, because they feel more... Uh, more... They feel greater and somehow more important during a pandemic than I think they otherwise would. Um, yeah, so how do you feel about that, Brad? Yeah, um, I totally agree. And like you said earlier, um, love can take so many forms in this lockdown, whether it's love in a romantic way or in just a strictly platonic way. I mean, if we're really going to take it there and look at the love that we've experienced throughout these lockdowns, it's, it really is a wave, like, Obviously, we have so much love between us and we met through a lockdown. Um, and that's just one one form, obviously. Talking stages as well, like, they are really coming and going. And like you say, this is so frustrating. Like, not to go over your points again, but you do feel a more intimate connection to someone because you're not really feeling anything at all. Like, when you're at home, like, away from your job you're not really feeling, like, stressed and you're not feeling the normal anxieties and emotions that you have on a day-to-day basis when you're going about your normal life. Whereas now, normal life has been stripped back to staying in them four walls of your home with whoever that might be. I think when you do finally feel something, whether it's, like, a bit of an excitement for, for a person or if you're really getting to know someone and you're liking what you see for that then to be cut off it is it's it hits you harder because i think you get to know each other a lot quicker because you've got time to talk 
Um, so yeah, I, I, I can relate. Like, I've had a recurring talking stage that's happened every single lockdown that we've been in so far with the same person and the hurt is still as painful each time because you fall in that much quicker because you've got the time. I think another worry, um, obviously when you are talking to someone coming out of a coming out of a lockdown is how well are you actually going to adjust to each other's day-to-day lives when people are back in the jobs and seeing the friends like obviously a talking stage and almost getting in a relationship is is brilliant in a lockdown but how do you really know how that's going to translate into normal life I mean what do you think like how do you do that transition into the future I think actually that is a really excellent point that you've brought up there um because I think whilst it's uh also interesting to think about you know to think about all of these talking stages or to think about um, platonic relationships um, and friendships in general, I think we also have to consider the people that we are when, you know, the, potentially the pandemic is uh, over. Um, are we still expected or are we still expecting ourselves to be the same people that we were before? And if we're not, how are we going to navigate that with the people that we the people that we know the people that we're talking to and especially like you say with the talking stages um how is it going to affect those because yes um you do uh learn a lot about each other very quickly and it becomes very intense in that sense but then is it going to translate the same way in the actual world like if you are going to go on a date if you're going to go for drinks or something um you know it's kind of you then have this uh, worry or this extra pressure of are you still the same person that you were before? Because, yeah, before like uh, before 2020, you might have been uh, like quite good at dates. Like me personally, I, I didn't I, I've never been on like loads of dates, but I used to think that I was like all right at them. They didn't make me nervous because I was like, OK, yeah, um, like I've done enough of them to know that like if if I get the right vibe, then the conversation flows naturally. Um, so yeah, I think it, I think it is going to be interesting to see how we transition into that, that period. Um, I think for me especially, um, when I think about my talking stages and I think about the person that I was before, I think there is like a reservation there now, um, that there is also this, um, need to compensate for all the lost time. And so, in part, I think it's kind of the talking stage fails a lot more because you have this need to progress past that faster in order to get to this point where, you know, you can then cement somebody else as if you live alone, you can in the UK, you can um, cement them as your support bubble. You can um, get to know them in that capacity Um but if you can't do that, then you kind of are just in this cyclical um, merry-go-round of talking and having these expectations to be able to meet each other and then never actually meeting each other because of like other reasons, like if you live with family and your family are guarding and all this. So I think in that respect, yeah, 100%, it's definitely different. Yeah, um, I, to- I totally agree. Like, a question that's been on my mind for a bit, like... 
And especially when I talk to someone, like, in the talking stage, I'm always like, are they really being themselves? Like, obviously, we all try and be as true to ourselves as we can. However, I think in lockdowns, you do... You develop into a different person. Like, you pick up different hobbies and different routines. Like, in lockdowns, I go on a run, like, every day. Whereas I know for a fact, like, when I go back to work... That will not be my reality anymore because I just won't have the time. But I could connect with someone over running and like that could be a conversation topic and something that keeps us chatting. But when I've when I've stopped that, like when I'm back to my normal life and I'm not running every day, is there any is there gonna be anything in common anymore? Like, is there gonna be any grounds for progression? Um and it's hard, like, to date in the lockdown and be yourself. Like, obviously, you can't go on a normal date with someone. Like, you could go for walks and stuff. And you can go for, like, picnics and be social distanced and be as safe as you can. But you don't know how that person's actually going to be in, like, a date environment. And is it going to be awkward between you when you're sat across a table, like, in a low-lit room? Like, if you hold the cliche, like, you just don't... You don't know how each other really are. I've got a friend of mine um, and she's getting quite serious with a guy. And I brought up the point to her the other day. We're like, you've never been on like a weekend away. Like she's feeling love feelings for her. And I don't by any means doubt that she's feeling that type of way for him. But how well do you really know him? Like, you know, this version of him. You don't know him as a whole. How can you love somebody that you don't know? Um... But how do you get to know that person in a lockdown? Like, what are some creative lockdown dates that you could do? Like, what? How do you progress? What is the way to do it in a healthy way that you're not falling too deep and falling too hard before you really know the person? How do you keep them feelings at bay? So... Just discussing like that first point, talking about um, about what we currently have in common, being a product of lockdown because we're all sort of limited to the same things, and um, talking about obviously your uh, fondness for running and how that's something that you've acquired because of lockdown. But when you go back to work, the time constraint meaning that that might be the thing that is removed, um, and I think that again is another another point that's interesting because. We then have to talk about this thing of, again, of like, who who are we? Who are we now that this is our limited reality? That this is the sort of the confines of what we're allowed? Um, and then I suppose, again, that leads on to sort of the next bit of like, how well can you actually know someone um, when all you can know about them is the past and, you know, the, the like, immediate present in the sort of, again, like, the four walls that we are, that we have. Because, you know, there are so many things like this, who, who I personally feel I am now, or who you feel you are, who anybody else feels that they are, might, again, change once we're out of lockdown. Because the sort of impacts of the pandemic, the impacts of this fear, this, uh, you know, this widespread um, 
chaos, I guess, is is like a, the best way I can put it. It's like, how is that going to affect us in the long term? And I think we almost don't know that. So it's kind of impossible to, to really know, to really gauge how well we're going to know some people or how well we are able to know people. And then, yeah, you talk about your friend and how she claims to... Uh, how she says she's in love, and again, like you say, you're not trying to invalidate her feelings because you very much believe that 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 she is feeling these things. Um, but yeah, it, it's an interesting concept because it's like in in building the connection in, um, without being able to see each other as often, without being able to you know experience certain things together, how easy is it going to be to then go back to or or at least to to begin you know a fully fledged relationship to flesh out the the thing that's already begun because what we're talking about here is you know in, in like poetic terms is you know you've planted the seed the seed is there and now you kind of you you know you have to tend to that flower day in day out you have to look after that and how you know, how are we going to do that? How how are you able to do that? I think the difficult part of getting to know someone in lockdown is you've kind of got to take away all of this, the superficial things that we let each other say and you've really got to home in on them, core values of a person as opposed to their lifestyle choices and things that they're into because... Even out of a pandemic, like, people's lifestyles change. Like, you don't know if you're going to begin a relationship with someone and six months down the line they'll lose a job and maybe have to go down a different avenue and that'll completely change them as a person. It, it really is just a gamble that you do have to take, which is so understandable. Like, it, it's just a gamble of life, the gamble of love in a way. I think another topic which you expressed to me prior is is it really is it better to be in a relationship in a lockdown obviously we are both single going through situationship after situationship but going into the lockdowns with a relationship with a partner is that easier or is it easier to stay single and not have to miss that person because you can't see them like you usually do I mean, I think it's always nice knowing that you have got that person there to pick up the phone if you're having, you know, a bit of an off day and have a conversation with them and know that it's not too early and it's not too deep to be having that chat. I think that's definitely a point that I can imagine people will find comfort in. Um... I mean, yeah, what what do you think? Are you happy that you're single in a relation in, in the lockdown or do you think you might have maybe felt better with a partner? What do you think? I think it's an interesting question, definitely, to think about if it's easier to be committed or single during a pandemic or especially in the lockdown and not being, uh, if we take it from the angle of not being able to see them. Um, I would imagine that both, again, both have their challenges. Again, it depends because, um, you know, say you are, uh, in a relationship and, but you live with other people 
and that means therefore that because you are in a group with those people you can't then see your the person you're in a relationship with outside of that then I mean I'm single so I can't I can't speak on that experience but I would imagine it would be just as difficult as being single and being in that situation and perhaps not being able to see friends or other family members or anything like that so I think they are almost quite comparable in a way the experience of one is akin to the other um they almost coexist um and it's interesting to look at them and to dissect them and think about which is perhaps harder to situate yourself in which one you would personally find more difficult because it comes down to this question of who you are as a person um if I look at myself I think that I value myself as quite an independent um solo kind of creature um I say that just from never having had you know a a lengthy relationship to relate any of this to um and so for me being single is almost endemic to who I am it is just a part of me um and so I can only just relate it to not having to think about that like connection with somebody else because to me I guess the equivalent would be and I suppose for you as well the equivalent to that would be friendships um so I think that like I count myself very blessed for the people that I have in my life for the friendships that I have um and I find it incredibly incredibly difficult and challenging to not see my friends to you know to keep my distance from these people um which again we do because uh it saves lives it saves the nhs it's you know the small things that we can do to help out and yes there are like challenges it does take uh, a toll on your mental health and things like this um but that's my experience of it is that for me it's harder because of friends um but i don't particularly crave a relationship at this point um but i'd love to know what you think I'm pretty much on the same sort of wavelength as you with that. Um, obviously, I re- I'm the same. I really value my friendships around me. And I've had one serious relationship where we live together. So I've already taken that adjustment to being single. And I've been single now for about two years. And you do, like you say, get it's it's all you really know. So to then think about yourself in a relationship with someone in a pandemic especially is something you can't you can't imagine it's it's not something that's easy to put yourself in that situation mentally um i think i'm glad that i'm not in a relationship at the moment um i'm quite i wouldn't say a needy person but i do like um to be, I don't know how to say it, like I prefer to be in a proximity with a person instead of over text or over a phone call or a FaceTime. To me, it's not the same. Like I understand like time spent together is time spent together, but I like to touch people. Like I like the feel, I love a hug and stuff like that. You just can't get over a FaceTime and it's just not the same feeling. On the topic of finding relationships, 
do you find that people are becoming a lot more desperate to find that connection with a person? Like, do you think sometimes we're settling for less than we deserve because we're wanting to feel some sort of connection to people? In what ways do you think that connection can be expressed? I mean, we are recording this um, two days before Valentine's Day. If you were seeing someone, what gesture would you like them to do? Or what would you want to see from them? Hypothetically, if you did have somebody, what would you want them to do in this lockdown to make you feel special on Valentine's Day? A big part of the situation at the minute is that when you wake up every day and the news is telling you that another thousand people have died and then tomorrow it's going to tell you that another thousand people have died and before you know it your country has racked up a death toll of over 114,000 I think lives at the minute and you know, you realise that the pandemic has taken that many people from your country alone. It becomes this urgent reminder of how short life truly is and how quickly it can end. And so, as, you know, as morbid as that topic is, um, you kind of, it, it almost, in, it speeds up the need for you to find these connections, for you to want these relationships um, but then I think in that you also have to remember that you shouldn't settle for relationships, you shouldn't settle for connection just because it's there, just because it's offered to you. Um, we all need to remember in these uh, difficult times that we are, despite everything going on, we are priorities and we should remain priorities in certain ways to ourselves. Um, and that means looking after our mental health, that means, you know, um, waiting for meaningful and long-lasting connections in whatever form they take, platonic, romantic, whatever, instead of just accepting, it, you know, instead of just allowing them to exist for the sake of existing, um, you know, you can take that power and you can stand and say that, you know, you are a priority, that's perfectly fine, that's okay, you're allowed to do that. Um, and as for me, as for, you know, um, how would I want somebody, if theoretically, you know, hypothetically, if I was in a relationship on Valentine's Day, how would I want someone to express that, like, you know, their connection, their feelings to me? Um, I think it would be something as simple as just sending me a text or sending me, you know, like, something that is related to our relationship and just being like, thought of this reminded you, reminded me of you, or, you know, send me a book and be like, saw this, thought of you. Just, you know, those meaningful touches that don't cost a thing. I'm so easy. Um, I, I don't need you to make grand gestures. Just anything thingy. Just anything that's simple. You do raise a, a really good point. Um, obviously, life is so short. And unfortunately, too many lives have been lost in the past. I don't know how long it's even been now just under a year now, isn't it? There's just been too many deaths and shortcomings of young people's lives that just shouldn't have been lost in the first place. Like, I think it's just put into perspective for a lot of people that 
it can all just be taken away in a flash. And I think, especially, I mean, I don't know if it's just age related for me, like I'm 21 now and I mean, five years ago when I was 16, I was like, oh my God, 21's like a grown up age, like I'm going to be settled down, like I'm going to be getting married, buying a house, like etc. Now I'm at 21, I'm like, oh wow, like that hasn't happened for me yet. And seeing all these people like dying is making me think, oh my gosh, I'm just closer to death. Like I might die before that happens. And I think it's not necessarily made me desperate for something, but it's definitely made me realise like it's time to stop messing around. Like I think a lot of people in this pandemic have realised that they are ready for someone and they are ready for more of a meaningful connection rather than something that's just a temporary fix. Um, But yeah, that is such a nice um, way of expressing your feel of, you know, a romantic gesture from from what you said. Um, Obviously something meaningful is lovely and great and I would appreciate that. But I'm quite a materialistic person in a way like I'd love I don't know like a little gift turn up at the door like something that they know that I'd love or you know maybe like book something for ready for when we are out of lockdown something that we could do together something that we could do to like spend our time together really I would love a lot more than anything really like book a weekend away and tell me that it's just going to be us no phones no distractions like spend that quality time together that would just be that'd be so lovely um but yeah let's end it on a higher note of course like happy valentine's day to all you singletons out there um and yeah as brad said thank you for taking the time to listen to the girlies podcast Happy Valentine's Day to anyone listening. We hope for these 20 plus minutes we've provided you a distraction. If you have any thoughts on love and lockdown, we'd love for you to chat with us. Find me on Twitter at Glyn Bailey or Instagram at Glyn Aidan Bailey. For both of us, mental health is an incredibly important topic. If you are struggling, reach out, ask for help, make sure to look after you. You can call the Samaritans on 116123 or access their website at samaritans.org to talk to someone. And if and when possible, make sure to hold your government accountable for their action, or lack thereof, during the pandemic. Finally, I would love to end each episode with a recommendation of some sort. The first of which is a novel called Sing, Unburied Sing by Jasmine Ward, an intimate portrait of a family and an epic tale of hope and struggle that examines the power and limitations of family bonds.